Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's our daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. And I'm Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse Podcast. Thanks for coming back again. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, 72 today. We're up to minute 72, not 72 degrees out, although it might be. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Check your local listings. <laughs> somebody <yeah>. knows. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody knows. <laughs> and I'm sure somewhere it is 72 degrees. Yeah. As so well. if it's 72 degrees where you are, call the hotline. You're the lucky winner. <laughs> Uh, minute 72 of The Empire Strikes Back starts with Luke tromping off to sulk in the corner uh, of the swamp and then uh, ends with uh, Yoda lifting the X-Wing to the shore. It's kind of mid-lift. It's, it's levitating, floating towards the, towards the bank of the swamp, um, much to everyone's amazement. Yeah, so that's some sulk. That's some uh, stamp off and, <laughs> yeah. and pout. And I like how he just goes like 20 feet away to sulk. So clearly he wants Yoda to be like, Luke, what's wrong? You know, <laughs> wrong what is. <laughs> so, you know, he just sits like. See you, I can. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he puts just the jacket on for his sulk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why. You know, I keep going back and forth. Speaking of it being 72 degrees, I yeah. keep going back and forth on what the temperature is like on Dagobah because. When he's running around, it seems very hot, and it seems like he's sweating a lot. But then moments like this, I can see how it would be kind of cold. You know, Maybe he like feels a, a little exposed after Yoda pinched his shoulder and said, crude matter. Oh, oh yeah. That's why he's still, he's still smarting. He's, he's trying like, to hide oh. the bruise on his arm from yeah. Yoda's, Yoda's claw. Yeah. Into he him. said my matter was crude. <laughs> so he stomps off, and he goes, and he sits 10 feet away, yeah. easily visible. Mm-hmm. Right. In and little, I think it was uh, all part of his plan. I think Luke here is the real teacher. And he's getting what he wants. Oh, mm. so. <laughs> nice. tried to be a tough parent, and he just gave into the pouting child. There and you go. <laughs> he picked right. up an X-wing and put it somewhere else. <laughs> Threw a tantrum, and then boom. There he's he only encouraging he Luke to throw more <laughs> tantrums by doing this. <laughs> That's how he gets what he wants. Although maybe he's secretly also like, well, once he gets that X-wing, he'll want to get out of here as quick as possible. <laughs> so I'll finally get rid of this kid. Leave him with his early dinners and. Perry Mason and whatever he does. <laughs> Space Matlock. <laughs> uh, how do you think it's been a long time since Yoda lifted something this big? Or does he do it periodically just to keep in shape? Well, that's, yeah, I think it has. How know, much can you lift, bro? <laughs> that's basically the question. That, I that's think what the iguana was asking. <laughs> right. 
He's the only other friend. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's been a while since he's done anything that serious. I mean, he's probably done little kind of, you know, yeah, you know, and it's, gets it's, assault. It's been a long time in the movies because this is the first time we see something like seriously powerful happen, right? Mm-hmm. Other than like choking and sh- guiding missiles down a hole, there hasn't been a lot of. Oh, and like I guess grabbing a lightsaber, but this is serious. Like this is serious force powers, man. Yeah, this. Yeah, is, like this, this is, was a video game. This would be like yeah. level five or. Out of five, I don't know, maybe six. <laughs> I don't know how many levels there are. I didn't make the video game. It's, uh, it is interesting that they did not have Ben Kenobi levitate anything in the first movie. Well, that's not his shtick, you know? <laughs> well, um, so it just makes me wonder if there are other Jedi powers that we haven't seen yet. You know what I mean? That just, they just haven't, like... Right. Like Jedi invisibility? Yeah, or, or you know, flying, like levitating yourself and flying mm. around. Maybe they have to, like, you can levitate other things, but not yourself so they have to yeah. like fly in pairs where they're just like levitating each other oh i like it yeah, like oh. A, yeah. flyers carrying flyers mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. or like maybe if somebody <laughs> had you in a backpack you give them the power to flip right using force powers exactly oh i see so you're saying it's like a um what's that mad max thing where the master blaster master blaster <laughs> where the yeah. like the really su- the super powerful like brain guy is riding around on this on the the, the, yeah. the dumb meathead <laughs> <laughs> well that's pretty mean i guess i think he uh had a learning disability but that's yeah. okay <laughs> I, Wait, but, luke did or, or blaster did <laughs> but i, I kind of wish we had seen more jedis like having specific expertise you know what i mean like mm-hmm. one guy's really good at this seems like every jedi is good at everything Except for Luke. <laughs> part, part of me agrees with you because uh-huh. like, I'd like to see a bigger variety in powers. But I think it goes back to something you mentioned last week about uh, that Pete said last week about keeping things a little bit like mystical or maybe or maybe I said it, I don't know, yeah. about keeping it a little bit vague. Like the more you explain it, the less exciting it becomes. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, then it becomes all math and science and like breaking down Jedis into stat blocks. And it's not as exciting. For me, at least. And you don't want it to turn into, like, the Legion of Superheroes, where there's, like, 3,000 Jedis each with their own powers, and, you know, then it becomes kind of like, you know, what can't they do? And then they see each other, and they're (laughs) like, well, your uh, power with Force Lightning is not nearly as good as my power at jumping, so I automatically win, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The higher ground. I'm on on a, like, I'm on a slightly raised uh, hill. There's no way you can jump over me and kill me, Anakin. Legs get chopped off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that kind of thing. We need less of that. Um, I, re- I like the magic tinkle noise as Yoda starts doing this. I, I wrote, because he, he does the, uh, you know, we saw Luke trying to raise the X-Wing out, and he does that kind of, you know, handout matrix type of a thing. Yeah. And then uh, when Yoda does it, there's a magic tinkle noise. There's like, like a bring. The audience says, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that tinkling? <laughs> the, one of the things I love about this moment is when, you know, the magic tinkle goes off, and R2 starts freaking out. And I'm wondering what R2's telling him. Like, is R2 saying, hey, remember what happened to me when Yoda first met me? Like, Yoda does not have a good history. Wait, who is he saying that to, to to Luke? Yeah, is he freaking out and being like, hey, Luke, he is doing something with your X-Wing. Like, remember the la- when they first interacted, Yoda yeah. and R2, and he just started beating him up with a stick? That's What's true. he going to do with that, with yeah. that uh, jet right. fighter? Or maybe like, look out, don't let him hit you with that. Or he'll... <laughs> Or he'll want to keep it like he did with the little flashlight. Exactly. <laughs> oh, just let him have it. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote uh, in my notes that R2 freaking out. Remember, he freaked out while um, Luke was trying to lift it. Yeah. And he freaked out once before, too, when it was... Uh, he does that, that rewindy sound a lot. When, when Luke was kind of <laughs> levitating stuff and moving stuff around. So I thought maybe um, 
R2 has a weird force sensitivity that it's, he's like a dog before an earthquake. That whenever like somebody's using the force, yeah. R2 is just like, ah, ah, ah. like what's like, going on? It's like stat. It's like a uh, radio static. Hell, like, yeah. It just makes him like, you know. Uh, yeah. And here, you are putting, here you are putting a, uh, a logical, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you must have a force detector, which could be measured. And uh, uh, so here's a question. Like how big of an object, presumably Yoda is the biggest, the best Jedi, right? We all. <laughs> He's the biggest So Jedi. is this the biggest thing you can move or can, could he like, you know, throw a Star Destroyer at somebody? And can you, can mm. you do like, can you only lift stuff or can you do complicated things like tie a shoelace or something? That's the th- I mean, I think that's a big, the argument is how important is the size of the object if, like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's if it's so metaphysical, it shouldn't matter, I guess. Right. But I, it shouldn't I matter. Mean, it, it, it does, right? Um, or does it? We don't know. Because we never see anyone, right. like, try to lift something and fail, basically. You're not supposed well, to judge it by Luke. its size. Yeah. Right? We so, see Luke try yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> not technically a Jedi yet, so... Uh, <laughs> I would Im- I would imagine that there's been Jedi's who have lifted much bigger things than this. They probably erected entire cities. That's probably there are probably true. towers on Coruscant that so, were created by Jedi's. Do you think they can do stuff like thread a needle or type on a keyboard with telekinesis <laughs> from across the room? Just yeah, like, oh, I don't feel like getting up. And they change the channel <laughs> with the force. That falls under knowledge and defense, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need knowledge of what's on CNN right now. <laughs> Like the laziest show. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds more like a Sith Lord to me. Just <laughs> sitting around. The laziest Sith Lord. Uh, that's all I got for 72. This one's kind of light for me. There's not a lot going on other than just lifting this thing. You guys got a lot more for this? Uh, well, when R2, you know, kind of freaks out and Luke comes over to see what's going on, he mm-hmm. has a weird kind of smirk on his face. Because, like you said, he tricked he tricked Yoda into doing his work. Oh, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. it. Huh? Sucker. Pull the fast one. <laughs> Got Works what I every, wanted. Works every uh-huh. time. <laughs> that should have just been the end. Like, as soon as Yoda puts it down, Luke should have just been like, sucker. He had a similar look <laughs> on his face when he found Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen's bodies. When he's like, I get what I want again. I'm going to go be a Jedi. <laughs> Everything's go going up Skywalker. <laughs> to Jedi College. <laughs> Cut to another montage. Tell me I can't go to the Tashi station. <laughs> See, what you're saying is that Luke actually killed Owen and Beru before they even left to find R2-D2. <laughs> Maybe. The Force is a crazy thing. Yeah, who right. knows? <laughs> Not this crew. A matter. lot of crazy things happen. Well, that's yeah, that could be a... Like maybe Luke just started a fire in his room before he left to he's go. Like, he's like Damien. R two D two. But at this, I mean, at this point in the movies, this is the most impressive thing that anybody's done with with force powers. This and this definitely ups the ante. Um, at least for me, watching the movies, it it made me question what was going to happen next. I mean, I think it's a, kind of a big deal to like, and it's. This is also the moment, like in a in a kung fu movie, where the the master shows you that you know using right. powers you can jump on walls. And, yeah, right. I don't know. So this is an important moment of the movie, and I'm sure that's why it's smack dab in the middle. Yeah, that's probably that's probably yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely shows the sort of uh, potential that Luke is trying to because we I guess we didn't really know so far. He hadn't really done anything Ben Kenobi hadn't done. Well, it means Luke. You know what I mean? Right. So Luke, uh, Ben didn't do much. Yeah, he Ben didn't show off. Luke hasn't shown off because he doesn't know anything. So yeah, this is kind of opening. It's really showing you what the Jedi door is to do. uh, again, though. Uh-oh. This is where I start to not let the record like show the that Mister the Retailer has an objection. <laughs> yeah. You know, once it becomes, but you know, with this, you know, it's it's a bit of a I'm not going to say an effort, but it's you know just concentrating to do it. You know, he yeah. concentrates and was, is able to kind of you know move 
um, the X-Wing, which is, you know, I like that much better than where once we get to other movies where there's just kind of walking around casually just, you know, pushing things all over the place and making things, you know, levitating things without even thinking about it. Just kind of like, yeah. I think it could be just as likely, though, that instead of concentrating in his head, he's like, Razzin Frazzin, Luke Skywalker, whiny baby. Like, he's he's thinking about how angry he is at Luke. I mean, probably not because that's a dark side (laughs) thing, but... He totally should have lifted the X-Wing out and then dropped it back in again. He right. said, see? You know, see? like, okay, whenever you're ready to go. It's not impossible. Whenever ready to go, you are. <laughs> Just, uh, you know. Uh, so you mentioned the first, you remember when you saw that scene, do you remember the, any special memories of seeing the movie for the first time? Or how you, did you see it on in the yeah. theater or on video? Or I saw it on video. And, I mean, this was, I think like all kids, this was by far my least favorite. Really? Because... As a kid, at least. Yeah, there was, it was talky. There was romance in the middle of it, yuck. Uh, (laughs) That one kiss. There's a long, (laughs) oh, gross, (laughs) gross, get it out of here. Uh, And then all the stuff on Dagobah, just not that much happens. And then it's also, you see, you see the heroes fail at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's like a kid doesn't really want to see that unsettling. I'm, and I, um, the first one I saw in the theater uh, was was Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. So I think that kind of frames what my point of reference was. Like if this movie had had a lot more teddy bears running around, I would right. be super happy with it. So you're on the other side of the Return of the Jedi divide. I mean, at, as a child, as I've grown right. older and wiser in the Force, yeah. I understand <laughs> uh, what makes a good Star Wars movie. Um. But yeah, it's uh, th- this one. This one was difficult because, as I mentioned before, like watching Luke fail at things, I don't want to see that. I, I want to see it's him true. be a Jedi, hurry up and start blasting stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's weird because it's you know first it's it's a lot of kind of Luke failing, and then it you know in the grand scheme of things, as far as the movie goes, you know by the end it's everybody fails more or less. Like the good guys are just kind of failing nonstop in this. Not only is the you know Luke failing in his training, but like to begin with, they just basically barely escaped from Hoth. You know they didn't they didn't beat the Empire there. They're on the run. Yeah, they're on they, defense the whole time. Then they you know well I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's you know watching it minute by minute. But then some other, but more bad stuff happens, and then in the end again they barely escape. And it raises the stakes for movie number three, right? It, right. Because after the first one, you're like, oh, the good guys won forever, yay! And this is you know the harsh reality check, right? right. This is a two-hour, like, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's more? <laughs> um, I also like that the landing gear is down on the X-Wing when it comes out, which yeah, implies, that does, that you know, does. it seemed more of a crash landing, but maybe they were yeah. kind of prepping. First, I was going to say, yeah, that seems kind of weird, but then remember he did say, I'm going to start the landing cycle oh, yeah. before okay. they crash. So that would maybe he extended it trying to, like, wiggle its way out of the, like, yeah. when you get stuck in a snowbank, you try and rock back and forth. Maybe that was his way to loosen it out of right. the muck. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's all I got for this one. So, uh, all right. So let's. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's move on. Let's meet up again here tomorrow on the Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.